Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, Trump endorses Tuberville. Also, the V-Team takes a look at more gambling bills. And what did the state legislature do first to fight the coronavirus? Dude, oh! what's up? What's up, bro? How are you? So good, oh, High five. Not Turkey! Oh, come on, man. Seriously, dude. All right, cool. Chill. Dude, really? All right. All right, this right. time, I'm not going to do it. Okay, Eric. Okay. Stick shit. Oh. Park it. Pop the rock. Snowman. Frost. Ride the ball. Yeah! Fist bump, baby. Can you say pandemic? All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR, Susan Britt, editor at APR, and research guru extraordinary. Nary. Nary. Yes. And Charlie Walker, assistant to the editors at APR and New York Times freelance writer. How are you, Charlie? I'm great. How are you? I was going to ask, have you and Elizabeth Warren been shopping together lately? <laughs> <laughs> Did you do the dance? Did you do the... Because <laughs> we did notice that you and Elizabeth do share a same similar we, wardrobe. We, we share some some style tips. Sometimes. Okay. Well, you yeah. say you say hey, Elizabeth. Next hey. time you talk to her. All right. Points a lot. And and it's it's a very serious subject. The uh, coronavirus, COVID nineteen mm -hmm. strand is here in Alabama. It's been here a lot longer than our public officials would have liked for us to know. But this week we did have on Friday one confirmed case. We understand there are more mm -hmm. cases. <clears throat> but the first thing that the legislature did to fight COVID-19. Proactive, baby. Proactive. To fight it was to announce they, they passed a resolution that replaced Handshaking with what, Susan? A fist bump. Fist bump. How ridiculous is that? It's still your hand. <coughs> Seriously. Boom. That's uh, contact with hey, hands, man. Can I, can I remind everybody that that is a terrorist fist bump? It uh, is. When, Michelle when, 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 when black people do it only. But, it, you know. Yes. When Michelle and, and Barack Obama did it, it was called a terrorist yeah. fist bump. I mean, but how silly. <coughs> you know, they, they addressed that before they even addressed the virus funding itself, which was kind of a... Yeah. Made a right, deal. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, they, you they did put $5 million, which is... But they didn't follow the whole process. Yeah, so it's a little questionable a little about whether or not that how it's actually going to work out. Right. Well, and I think, really, I, I would like to take a minute to go back and, and let's understand where we've been, where we are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, in January 30th, the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 
a world health crisis, mm-hmm. meaning Alabama, part of the world, they they were alerted that this was a health crisis. Are we, though? Crisis. Are we? Right. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. The first time, Josh, we did anything really of significance was two Thursdays ago. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. and we had a meeting, a teleconference with the hospitals in which we asked, how many beds do we have? How many ventilators mm-hmm. do we have? How much of this? How much? You would think that they would already know that. I meant January, well, March. Yeah, it's wow. Well, you know, they, they first of all, the answers to all those questions are not enough, uh, yeah. and and I think we all pretty well know that. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, states like Alabama. Uh, in particular, are vulnerable because of our refusal to expand Medicaid, uh, which has, and you know, however you want to look at expansion of Medicaid, it has led directly to the closure of 17 hospitals, rural hospitals in this state over the last 10 years. So you take out however many beds that is, and you have large swaths of this country, of this uh, state, that are not covered by any sort of healthcare facility. Uh, we had on the podcast that we I do, uh, we had one of the uh, Alabama Department of Public Health doctors on there, the, the lady, Bernstein Taylor, who is leading the, the efforts in this. And she talked about in those areas like the Black Belt, where people have to drive from more than 30 miles at times to even reach any sort of facility, they're going to try to contract with private firms and small clinics, uh, your dock in the boxes, basically, uh, to test for these people, which seems suspicious since they can't get tests into hospitals. Right. Uh, you know, and so I, I think we are have been drastically unprepared as we have been for most everything else. And, you know, I I don't know where this goes, but I don't think it's going to be pretty. The guidelines that you had, you you and I were looking at the guidelines for actually being able to be able to get tested Mm -hmm. are ridiculously strict. That's for doctors. Ridiculously strict. Yeah, that's for doctors to be able to get a test, you know, and I think that is what is kind of a holdup. We have a, a large number of reports over the last week of doctors saying, listen, we have patients who are either positive, we've seen a positive test, or we believe them to be positive. They exhibit all the symptoms and have tested negative for everything else. And we, we've quarantined them either here or we've quarantined them at their homes, and we cannot get tests for these people. Uh, you know, in the meantime, well, the Department of Public Health has been telling everybody, oh, no confirmed cases right. in the state. Well, yeah, you, and this you know? is how people die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, the thing is, they didn't start testing until Tuesday. Mm-hmm. This week, Tuesday. This week, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we have, uh, we have commercial uh, organizations mm-hmm. that are testing now, mm-hmm. but then the pub- public health is wanting them to be retested. Yeah. After and this, so. add on top of that, there's a scarcity of the test to start with. Right. So they're yeah. testing and retesting instead of giving that test to somebody else get, that doesn't yeah, have to die. I don't, don't want to, you know, I, I don't know what position they're in. And, and this is where, and this was something uh, that I've talked about with some other people, is I don't understand, I don't know where they are in terms of just saying, uh, we, we weren't prepared versus covering for the federal government and, and the Trump administration right. when the, the president has said, oh, there are plenty of tests out there. And they're clearly not. No. They're clearly not well, enough. Well, they say there's yeah. said on Wednesday there's not enough tests. And, and so I don't think we have the tests here to, right. to be able to do. No, it's not a matter. They, we have asked for two weeks how many tests, what is their capacity. 
They refused at the Department mm -hmm. of Public Health. I don't think answers. they know. Yeah. They know how many tests they have. I don't know what they, maybe they don't know. I don't know. Well, they, don't they know. did. I'll tell you this. At 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon, uh, the head of ADPH gave a press conference and said they had tested fewer than 50. Two hours before that, Bernstein Taylor told us on a podcast interview uh, that they had tested over 100. And she's so, in charge. Okay. We only have about 45 seconds. And I did want to, I, I wanted to chime in. I mean, since we're still talking about Corona, it is something to take seriously. Like it genuinely is. Mm -hmm. Like we have Republic some Republicans, we have Republican leadership. And honestly, I've seen a lot in millennials. Like I've I've watched us on social media, I've watched the conversations, and people think it's a joke a lot. They really do. Yeah. Like they're not buying in. Uh, th this is a time to buy into the hype a little. Bit. It's you know, and people people look at it in terms of themselves. All right, and so for for younger people, uh, it isn't that that huge of a problem for you. But you, what you are doing is spreading it to other right. people exactly. who who are at risk, right. who do have problems. Please right. just wash your hands. This has a three percent mortality <laughs> rate. Right. Take well, it that, seriously. We're gonna have to leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. When we get back, we're going to talk about gaming bills. What a great opportunity for your success. Adding half a million highly skilled employees to our workforce by 2025 is how we stay ahead in Alabama. Our economy is stronger than it's been in years, and a skilled workforce is more important than ever. Things move fast, so choose your path. Your success is waiting, plus a great future for Alabama. Success Plus. Go for it. What are you doing today, babe? I thought I'd head down to the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seatbelts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all. Okay. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Energy Institute of Alabama promotes reliable, affordable, and clean energy to help grow our economy, create high-paying jobs, and build public support for Alabama's energy industry. The Energy Institute of Alabama is the best source of energy industry information and how it affects households across the state, from convenient energy production to alternative fuels to solar power and beyond. back to the V, the voice of Alabama politics. Before we move on to the gaming bills, I, I did want to take a minute to mention that the Alabama Department of Corrections last week, uh, Eddie Burke Halter did an article in which he exposed that Department of Correction has no plan to protect, to protect the 23 
thousand prisoners, the thousands of correctional officers and workers in state prison. Mm -hmm. There is no plan, period. What they're doing is bringing up an old Riley plan from 2009 as if that's going to have, you know, it's 10 years old. 20 years 20 old. 20 years old. Come on, t seriously? Like I said, no plan. Yeah, you know, I, um, <laughs> I think you probably could have stopped uh, without the qualifier of uh, the Department of Corrections has no plan for. I mean, just stop at no plan. They have no plan. Uh, and I mean, really, the way they, they kind of announced that was just uh, really perfect for the ADOC, which was, eh, we got no plan. Okay. Yep. I tell you what Call the plan later. is. I tell you what the plan is to solve the overcrowding problem. Yeah. Oh, hey. Uh, that's uh, pretty bad. It, it's we, bad, but I mean, if you got no plan, where else is there to, to think if, if you just don't care? Well, right. Yeah. I, I mean, if you think about it, like I, I've never personally been in the prisons, but you've told me what it's like. Mm -hmm. And you said sometimes there's what, six sinks? How yeah. are they supposed to 300, keep? All right, 300 men in a dorm with six sinks. How are they going to wash their hands? Do they get hand sanitizer or uh, something? If, are they giving them anything? Oh, that could be weaponized. If there is one of case of this disease or this virus in a prison, Every single prisoner in that prison is going to have that virus. And probably let, let, security. And let yeah. me tell you, as somebody that's been in three of these prisons, these people cannot get six feet away from each other. That's right. It's oh, not no. possible. No, it's not. It's not. Can't social distance. All right. So let's move on. Uh, some people that never say die are the Porch Band of Creek Indians. Uh, we, we wish them well, but we don't wish that they own everything. Uh, they're, they're, the, Greg Albritton, senator from the Porch Creek, as his colleagues like to call him, mm -hmm. introduced a bill, Josh, last a week or so ago, mm -hmm. in which it would give the Porch Creek not only a monopoly over all gaming, it would virtually put everybody else out of business, mm -hmm. and it would also allow them to have sports book and video lottery terminals but yeah. no one else would have anything but a paper lottery. Yeah, you know, and, and when we say put everybody out of business, we're talking about uh, the, the paramutual uh, gaming that's taken place at a, at a variety of different places around the state now for decades yes. uh, that, that a lot of people have gone to. And, Tracks and stuff. Yeah, that employ a lot of people uh, in Macon County and Greene County specifically. Birmingham. In, in Birmingham as well, but in, in those two counties, they really, really need those jobs. Yes. Uh, you know, and so those, those folks would just be out of a job overnight if this thing passes, which it... I suspect it never will because of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you you need to get the tracks and people on board. And I think uh, our state leaders, at at least most of them at this point, recognize that you're going to have to bring everybody to the table. I think Dale Marsh uh, has started on that at some point. Uh, there's supposed to be some work over in, in the House on doing that. Uh, you know, Mike McCutcheon said that's what he wanted. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, but it's a uh, it's a terrible idea uh, to, to do this. And I don't know anybody, you, you poll people about this, everybody wants the gaming for the most part, or a majority of people want the gaming, but a majority of people definitely do not want one entity to own it. Right, and Susan, that's the thing. Uh, you can't, they, they do not want to be fair, they do not want to share, and this type of selfishness, and dropping this bill, I'm told, and. This is by lawmakers, but I don't know. It could be true, could not be true. That because the Porch Creek has spent millions of dollars promoting this billion-dollar plan that some of the tribal council and the lobbyists do not want to lose face, so they're trying to push this. Yeah, and they've put a lot of money in lawmakers' pockets as well. That's true. And, That's yes, true. they don't want to embar be embarrassed, but it 
was an embarrassing idea to start with, okay? This, this is just insane to try to give them some sort of monopoly or even bring it up. When we have lawmakers and leaders and everything, when we started a session that says, everybody come to the table, if everybody doesn't come to the table, walk away happy, we're not doing anything. But here they are yeah. what happened doing this crap behind again. the governor. What happened to that? Right. Just kind of chuck that out the window. Well, the, the <laughs> governor, yeah, right. Where'd I mean, go? The governor said, I, I want to come back with a plan for everybody, and basically they just slapped her in the face. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, with, with Klaus's bill and, oh, Mac McCutcheon. Okay, Mac, I'm just going to say, like, you can't flip-flop so much. You can't say you want a deal and that you, the best deal possible and then turn around and say you don't want a deal and then you do want a deal again and now you're signing on to a paper lottery. It doesn't make any sense. That's not the best deal possible. Uh, he also said he was, he was standing behind the governor. They originally he said he was standing behind the governor, and look at him now. Yeah. It doesn't make, I don't. Uh. Well, maybe he's standing way yeah. behind the governor. back there. He's still yeah. way back As there. As I used to say, like you're so far back uh, there, I can't see you. so far behind me, I can't see you. I, yeah. I just, I, yeah, if you look at this, uh, the, the main thing I think that people need to understand is, is that it's not a billion-dollar deal. For, for them. No. It is a, a multi-billion dollar loser for them. Uh, if you go with for the, the plan, state. For the, for the state, state yeah. yeah. It's a multi-billion dollar loser year after year after year because you're going to lose so much in value that you could get out of this. If you're going to pass a lottery in a sports book and multiple casinos throughout the state, then you need to get all that you can get out of it. And that's all anybody has ever uh, has ever advocated for, at least I have, is, uh, is get what you can, be fair to other people, open it up and let other folks get in, uh, involved in it. When this. I think what y'all were talking about and kind of y'all jumped a little ahead of me, but is fine. that Steve, that's fine. Steve Klaus, y'all are generally ahead of me. Steve Klaus introduced a paper-only lottery, and that's what y'all were talking about, mm -hmm. and that in which he has 70 co-sponsors, including Alabama Speaker of the House, Mac McCutcheon, a majority leader, uh, Nathaniel Ledbetter, and Anthony Daniels, the minority leader. And this is after Speaker McCutcheon, said he, if he couldn't get a grand deal, like you said, he didn't want any deal. Mm -hmm. And then he said when Kay, Kay Ivey uh, introduced her policy group, he said, well, I'm standing behind the governor. Which is it, right? I don't know anymore. Yeah. I genuinely don't. People yeah. need to understand the paper lottery is not what we need here in Alabama. It is a dying industry. Yes, it has the word lottery attached, but it's yeah. not what you think it is. But I think it's, it's not what you want. It's not yeah. what you're not looking what for, you, trust it's me. Not, it's not it. But it's, I think what this does, it's not a business decision the way we would look at it. This is a political decision. Mm -hmm. If they pass this, they can say, hey, you got a lottery yeah. and never have to bring it up again. Anytime anybody says, well, how about getting this? We got a lottery. Yeah, and a lottery. lottery. We gave you a lottery. Even though it's a crappy lottery, deal with it. You got a lottery. Okay. Yeah. Best government money can buy. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Trump endorses Tuckerville. for a drive later, maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a head on collision. Cool, man. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. A lot can change in five years. 
Except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill. Because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled. Five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long term. Now time is on your side. the voice of Alabama politics. So it came as no surprise that President Donald Trump could not contain himself. He had to weigh in on the U.S. Senate race here in Alabama, and he endorsed Jeff Sessions, right? Oh, no, not oh, Jeff Sessions. No. He endorsed Tommy Tuberville, right, Susan? Anybody that didn't see that one coming has had their head, head in the sand for the last four years. You know, because Trump absolutely hates Sessions. He has for a long time. But Sessions you know, always supports his president. Yes, I know. That's part of the problem. But <laughs> this is so not a great. <laughs> so great. Just watching the little Confederate squirm. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. Colonel Beauregard, yeah. did you say? Colonel Beauregard is not having a good week. <laughs> no. But he still loves Trump. Still no. And supports the agenda. No. I mean. He's, I, he's right there. The thing that I don't understand, and I heard this from a Republican stalwart mm -hmm. who said, if Jeff Sessions gave a hoot, that's not what he said, mm -hmm. but gave a hoot about the Republican Party in Alabama, he would drop out now <laughs> and let Tuberville go on and face Jones. Mm -hmm. But I believe that Jeff Sessions only cares about Jeff Sessions. Yeah. And the only reason he's running is to try to restore his legacy. Well, that's not what running for U.S. Senator is and about. And that, that legacy thing isn't going real well right now, is it? Well, Trump's going to keep reminding you know, people of what his legacy is in the Trump tweet. administration. I, I would just like for somebody to explain to me. Uh, you mentioned that's not what being the U.S. Senator is about. I would like for somebody to explain to me what either of these candidates has made being a U.S. Senator about? What, what problems of yours have they made the forefront of their campaigns that they are going to solve or that they're going to address? Any issue at all? Give me one. What issue have, has either candidate talked about in depth that you are satisfied but, with enough no. that you would you would vote for them? You mean actually, you don't mean in depth. You mean actually brought up, just, just said talk, out loud. Yeah, yeah just talk just about just for a few minutes. Loud. Any issue that has been brought up at a Rotary Club meeting or at a barbecue joint or anywhere else, which, which topic has won you over for these two crazy people that are running for Senate? <coughs> and the Senate this week passed the medical <laughs> marijuana bill. That's what I thought. So it came. We were rolling good there. Yeah. <laughs> but since there is no reasonable answer to that, we yeah, move, we'll on, move to on. All right. So it just doesn't exist. Uh, Susan, Senate, uh, Senate, the full body mm -hmm. <coughs> uh, passed the medical marijuana bill. This is one of the strictest medical marijuana bills in the nation. Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah. Like, I was so excited. I was like, yay. Oh. But yeah. I found out <laughs> what actually it entailed. So. I know, our, our reporter, uh, Jessa Reed Bolin, was in last week uh, with families that uh, one, one husband had MS. There was a, a child that had so many seizures that had about two months, a two-year-old had about two months to live. Um, anyway, sitting with all these families and hearing these stories. And 
I mean, it was just heartbreaking to listen to their stories and to then see th this is not making any difference in how they're trying to pass this bill. They're trying to pass, like, a, a baby aspirin bill. I mean, it's kind of like back what we did with the lottery. If once they pass it, boom, we passed it. We're done. We're good. Exactly. I think but you're right about that. I, I, do want, I do think it's, you know, some people would say it's too restrictive. Mm -hmm. However, it is better than what we have now. And the Republicans have led this charge. Democrats' support has been bipartisan. Mm -hmm. But by and large, it has been Democrat, I mean, Republicans that have led. Well, they led the charge because Democrats knew they couldn't get done. Uh, I mean, really, they, they, if they would have brought it, they, they would have never gotten to, to see the light of day. And so uh, Tim Mel Senator Tim Melson brought this thing. Yep. He's a doctor, knows yep. what he's doing, yep. uh, and he's been pushing this thing. They yep. should have left the bill alone to begin with. But there was a lot of opposition to, uh, to this bill from illegal drug dealers uh, out there that were trying to push it and paying against that. Because it's what? Right, illegal drug dealers? Uh, that's, that's, that's the primary. It's the pharmaceutical companies and illegal drug dealers pushing against this thing. Makes sense. Because it it's, uh, sense. you know, you, you legalize this, you give people another option, a cheaper option, and an option that works and is non-addictive uh, and doesn't kill anybody, uh, well, you know, it cuts into their market. Yeah. You know, right about so that. here we are. Well, I think it's significant. I think, from my opinion, if you can do something to relieve pain and suffering in people's lives, it's probably a good idea to give it a shot. Yeah. Right. And you did say I something, they, they restricted the THC levels? They have restricted the THC level. Okay. But I... I don't. We don't want it to be too effective. No, no, no. I, no. I don't want it to be effective enough to counteract opioids. You yeah, don't want to do that. Exactly. I, I, I am hopeful that this is a beginning and not them saying, that we did it, slamming the door and walking away. Well, and, and, and that's most likely the case because people are afraid of it becoming recreational. You cannot recreate with this. It's there will be no recreation. recreation. <laughs> All right. Chop, chop it up. What did you say? Ready. Chop it up, snort it, or set it on fire and do this? Ready. I was like, recreation. yeah. Well, I think I really have to say that of all the progress that has been made this session, mm -hmm. the most oh seminal bill is that the House <coughs> Representatives, the Alabama House of Representatives, has passed a bill to end the ban on yoga. Namaste. Yeah. Namaste, mm -hmm. mama, uh, mama, hey, mama. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh, Wait, tell, uh, tell me, tell uh, me, tell me. No namaste, first of all, and no instructions in foreign languages. Because if you receive an instruction on, in foreign language on stretching, you automatically become Hindu. Uh, it's a little known fact. That's, but that's we how we got this law. Yeah, that's and, how we and, got and this law. Really, the history of this bill is back in the 90s, mm -hmm. when they put a ban on yoga in school, it was because they were afraid of the Maharashas and Maharishis yeah. and everybody else. Yeah. And this infiltrated, over. controlling the minds of Alabama students. I got to tell you, man, uh, Christianity must be hanging by a thread. <laughs> 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 okay. Stretching is going to win you over to a different how many, how many years has this uh, been out there? I know three or four now. Finally, they're yeah. getting something done about yeah. it. It, sh it is proven. It, it helps children focus with ADHD. You know, it helps violent children or problem children get them calm. Well, and then they have reason enough to wear those yoga pants like their moms. There you go. Right? No yoga pants, uniforms. That's right. We have uniforms. Oh, we have uniforms for yoga? Mm -hmm. no, no. Well, no, we have school uniforms. Yeah. They can't do stretching in school uniforms. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're maybe if we, maybe if we class. Maybe they're Lululemon uniforms. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Lululemon, because yeah. okay. everywhere I go, you see women in yeah. yoga pants. Yeah, they're comfortable. You know? Well, but some of them really probably. 
Don't need. Wear. Oh, come on, man. Let the women wear their yoga pants. All right. Well, women wear your yoga pants. Men do not. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them. <laughs>